So if you had any doubts that fake book was fully in the tank for the left, and I mean fully in the tank, not a quarter tank or a half tank, but fully in the tank, filled to the brim or if you added a drop of gasoline, it would spill. Well, a video was leaked of Mark Zuckerberg and the fake book leadership team that I'll be playing on the beginning of this episode, Sim. Where they're flat out admitting, yeah, man, we're fully in the tank for the Biden agenda. Fake book, that is now what I will refer Facebook as, fake book. And I want to discuss on this episode something important. How you are watching a real-time realignment of political movements in the United States of America. You know, we see this generationally. You see political movements shift often, but you're seeing it right now in a rapid time. How some of the stances traditionally old school principal Democrats, and you might be like, they're principal Democrats? At one time, they may have been. How things they claim they stood for, like tolerance, sticking up for the little guy, equality, and all that stuff, are now Republican issues. While the Democrats are all in for oligarchies, monopolies, big big business, I mean, the parties have totally shifted. So here in this video, Zuckerberg and his team over a Zoom meeting, I believe, basically admitting right now, they're not even hiding it anymore, guys, that they are fully in the tank for the Biden agenda. And they're not even pretending to be other than liberal activists anymore. Here's the clip. These were, were all important and positive steps, and um, I, I am looking forward uh, to, to opportunities where Facebook is going to be able to work together uh, with this new administration um, on some of their top priorities, starting uh, with the COVID response. There you have it. Now, I addressed in the beginning of the show how I would talk about the political spheres that were once the domains of Democrats and Republicans are now switching entirely. The Democrats once alleged that that when they were a semi-serious party, and that's me being nice because that's rare for me to say about the Democrats, but when they were a semi-serious party, or tried to be, they once alleged how they were into things like tolerance, Equality. We're in it for the union worker. Really? Because the union workers were complaining last week that their Keystone Pipeline jobs have been discontinued and wiped out overnight. When the guy they supported, Joe Biden, came in and said it was going to be dead upon his arrival. What happened to the little guy? But sometimes we tend to overthink this. And why are you seeing this political realignment be, be clear? The Republican Party, the conservatives, and libertarians now being fully in support of, a, of an agenda that the Democrats claim they were in support of decades ago? You know, again, tolerance, equality, fighting for small business, the little guy, those are all things we support now. 
and the Democrats entirely abandoned it. Why is this happening? Well, because Democrats have now given up any promises that they can win through procedures, like election things like that. The courts, they don't want that anymore. Democrats will now support anything outside of process and procedure. Anything or anyone that gets that gets them to their end game of absolute power. They will support cartels, monopolies, the militarization of our capital, active full-blown front frontal racism, where they active discriminate against people who are white. They've given up on the process, and Republicans are starting to figure out that the system they once backed, that they once thought would be fair, and give everyone pursuit of power somehow. And I'm not suggesting this is always for militia intent, but good Republicans assume they can get power by supporting principled ideas. Well, here's an idea. Let's just support capitalism, free markets. And now we're starting to understand that big businesses has abandoned us a long time ago. And Republicans are rejecting to see what we see as a rigged system. Democrats are on a full-blown surge for power, they realize that supporting the little guy, unions, and pretending they're in it for this fight, this champion of the black and Hispanic community, they're starting to realize that actively supporting policies will do that, are getting them power. They're simply not doing it. Republicans are figuring out the exact opposite, that they thought they had allies in businesses and elsewhere, and those allies aren't there. So let's get to it. I'll break down I'll break this down further in depth for you guys. The system is rigged and Republicans and conservatives are now figuring it out. There's an important article by the Daily Caller I want to share with you guys. Daily Caller says corporations that support $15 minimum wage can't afford it. Here's who can't. Ladies and gentlemen, conservatives, libertarians, and good Republicans for years that understood that there isn't a serious economist out there, and by serious, I mean few, who won't acknowledge that raising the minimum wage would impose a cost on a company. Am I right? It's just tautological. If you're paying your employees $7 an hour, and that's the value they add to a company, and then you demand that they pay $15 an hour, more than double, it's just going to impose the cost of the company. It's clear as picture and common sense, people. I'll give another example. If you're running a lemonade stand and you have two employees, and those two employees make you $10 an hour, and hiring a third employee enables you to serve more lemonade and makes you $12 per hour, then each hour that third employee works is worth $2 per hour. They're not worth more because the more the government said they're worth, and this is an example of me using small numbers because there are liberals listening to this program. So if we understand that the economics of government-mandated wages don't work, why the hell are people supporting them if they're going to hurt small businesses? Because Democrats don't give a damn about small businesses. The system is rigged. Big businesses donate to Democrats. Democrats want power. They realize supporting small businesses through free market wages rather than government enforced wages was getting them into power. So now they abandoned that completely. 
now they support a minimum wage with their big business buddies and know that this will crush small businesses. Whatever happened to the land of opportunity, huh? It's coming to a point where reality is. So I know this episode is shorter than usual, guys, and I'm coming out with another episode this week over politics. I've just been incredibly busy between work and I just started a new job. So incredibly busy between work. Um, for those that don't know, I coach a hockey team. So between being at the rink and work, I just haven't had a lot of time on my hands. So I just want to get that out there. But moving on to the next topic, moving into questions that I have been emailed that I will now answer. First question from Abby out of Missouri ask, I followed you on Twitter for a little bit of time now and listened to your show. On Twitter, you label the BLM group as burn, loot, murder, and you call them terrorists. How can you say that about such a powerful and well-organized group? End quote. <laughs> well, Abby, the first thing I would tell you is that BLM is the farthest thing from being powerful and well-organized. They're actually the complete opposite. Um, all the videos that were not shown by the mainstream media of rioting, looting stores, causing over $100 billion in damage, invading neighborhoods, over 19 people, including a retired black officer, killed. That's why I call this group Burn, Loot, Murder. As far as me calling them terrorists, have you looked up what the definition is? Well, I'll define it for you. Terrorist defines as the unlawful use of violence against persons or property to intimidate or caress a government. And furtherance of political or social objectives. So that's where my stance is, Abby, and my feet won't be moving. Next question from anonymous user from Texas says, quote, Hey, Goldie, we met each other in Texas while you're down here for a little, and I've been listening to the show and got to say, I have mad respect for you standing up for your beliefs and not being afraid to speak your mind. My question is, where do you see this country going within the next three years? End quote. Well, Texas friend, I would like to say I'm, I always appreciate the support. Definitely miss that state. But onto your question, I think this country is digging a bottomless hole with Biden's super team in the office. And if people don't wake up sooner rather than later, we may never be able to pull ourselves out of it. Next question comes from Sean out of Illinois. Hey, Alec, I followed you on Twitter for about two years now, and some of the things you have said makes you seem like an extremist. How can you say that we live in the greatest country in the world when that doesn't exist? In what light is America the greatest country in the world? We put people in concentration camps, and this country was developed on genocide, and whites washed an entire history from the jump. I'm sure you'll be able to understand where I'm coming from since you come from a Jewish family. End quote. Well, Sean... I'm not going to hold back any feelings of mine after reading your email. But if America isn't the greatest country, how come over 100 million people immigrate here every year if it's so terrible? I'll tell you why, Sean. It's because people want to live in a country simply for our rights, freedoms, 
and opportunities it gives us. As for concentration camp comment you made, saying I should understand because I'm Jewish, well, buddy, to compare the legal immigrants to the concentration camps that Jews were in is a gross and major disrespect to what happened under Hitler. It's not even in the same area code. So if you want to talk about slaughtering races, I'll bring up this. Black-on-black murder per capita isn't even close to any other race in today's society. And why does 13% of our population, which is black, account for 50% of our murder rate? But something that I will tell you is this. There is no symptomatic racism in this country. We can't change the mind of anyone who is racist. It can't be done. But for your information, saying whites wash this entire history from the jump is, in fact, racist. So... I'll leave that for you to answer, for you to answer, Brainless Sean. That email is a prime example of everyone of, of this. All right, I'm sorry. That email is a prime example, everybody, of what I've been saying people on the left feed off of racism because that is their only tactic. When you get logical with facts and truth with these people, they lose their bananas. On to the next question. Stephanie from Portland. Wow, I had no idea I had people following me all the way from out there, from the West. That's awesome. But anyway, Stephanie asked this. Hey, Alec, I live in Portland, Oregon. All the things you've been saying about Antifa and BLM is exactly true. I can't take my son to the park nowadays because I'm afraid of the violence. My five-year-old son asked me, Mommy, why are people destroying the city? And as a mother hearing that, it completely breaks me down. So my question is this. What should I do to protect my family? End quote. Well, Stephanie, I would first like to say I'm sorry to hear about that for your son. It sounds terrifying. But as far as your question, the thing I would suggest is um, maybe carry a gun. I'm a strong believer in the Second Amendment, and there's too many cuckoo heads in this world. My next suggestion is this. Move out of Portland immediately. I think the mayor of the city is too big of a pussy to do anything about it and we sooner rather than later will see portland become the hub city for these organizations that is all the questions i have everybody and uh, if you guys have any questions like i say over anything that i speak of please feel free to email me at the goldberg show at yahoo.com again the goldberg show at yahoo.com like I said, guys, I'll be coming off another political podcast this weekend. Um, I hope everyone has a good Friday, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night, everybody. My night runs into morning all the time. And through my phone, I'm scrolling. Dang my line. Off that drink, it's hard to focus. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this program, please be sure to like my Facebook page, The Goldberg Show, my Twitter account, at The Goldberg Show, and please follow and subscribe on Apple and Spotify platforms. If you have any questions or comments over this episode, feel free to email me at thegoldbergshow at yahoo.com. Again, thegoldbergshow at yahoo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time.